You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I think I'm starting to forget his face. Hey, I'm Joe Iconis. And I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper, and you are listening to Album Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. On this episode, we're going to be talking about my song, Starting to Forget, which is one of the earliest songs on the record. One special thing on this episode is we go deep diving into the history of Joe Iconis' senior undergrad recital in college, which is a favorite topic of mine and, and a really great episode for super Iconis and family fans. Yeah, I think that this is a good one for uh, people who are really invested in my uh, life and career. And um, maybe a good one for, for newbies as well, because it really starts at the top. So you, have, episode, you haven't missed anything yet. <laughs> yeah, we also talk about your collaboration with Badia Farah, one of your longest collaborators and performer of this track. So this song is perhaps the second song chronologically that you wrote that appears on album. Uh, do you want to talk about the origin story of just how long ago you wrote Starting to Forget? Uh, yeah, I sure do. So I wrote Starting to Forget when I was an undergrad at NYU. And it, uh, it was a song that I wrote for this musical theater writing class. And this class was, um, you know, I, I worked with a musical theater writing private composition teacher um, who I, I believe I've talked about on the podcast, but his name is Steve Rosenhaus. He still teaches at NYU. He's a fantastic teacher. Um, so I, I worked on musical theater stuff with him, but there weren't any other like musical theater writing classes when I was an undergrad at NYU for the first couple years. And then my third year, uh, they started this this musical theater writing class that was really kind of based on the BMI lab, which is what the NYU grad program is, is also kind of based on. Um, but this class was taught by uh, this guy, Alan Cohen, uh, who is a musical theater writer. And, you know, it was a big class and everyone every week or two weeks would share their work based on an assignment that was handed down to them. And so uh, we were writing songs based on the Neil Simon play Brighton Beach memoirs. And I um I had written I had written a couple tunes 
so far. And it was the kind of thing where it's like, I think we had like, you know, the four or five, maybe six assignments based on Brian Beach memoirs. And so this assignment was for, I think Eugene is the name of the character. And uh, it was like a little boy. And uh, and he, uh, I guess, is writing about his grandfather. I don't I don't fully remember Brenton Beach Homers, but um, I, you know, I had this assignment to write for this character and I was kind of like, you know, I I should really just write a song about my own grandfather. I had this grandpa. His name is Grandpa Joe. Uh, and he died when I was a senior in high school. So this would have been like, you know, just a couple years before, um, I was writing the Spratton Beach memoir song. And, uh, he was, he was like a father to me. He was more than a grandpa. Uh, I loved him very much. And he, he was this really sort of, you know, boisterous, charismatic guy. And I, I realized, you know, the older I get, I'm, I've just kept kind of like lived my life, uh, to, to kind of, you know, live up to what my ideas of him were as a as a kid right and so he was this very you know large looming figure in my life and um and so when i had this opportunity to write this song for this kid in brighton beach memoirs about his grandfather i was like oh, i should just write about about you know grandpa joe but sort of through the the lens of this this kid and i um I did. I wrote this song, Starting to Forget. And the song, as it is on the album, is is uh, pretty much identical to what I wrote uh, when I was, you know, 20 years old at NYU. And after I finished it, it really was the first time that I was like, oh, wait a minute. This song, it, this sounds like the sort of writer that I want to become. It felt like it was written by someone who was not not me. You know, it was like and and really it was like I it was the first time where my voice as a writer started to like congeal. You know, it's like the first time where I could point to something and be like, oh, that's that's me. Like that's my personality as a writer. That's my um, you know, that's that's my uh, the 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 things that sort of have become like sort of hallmarks of my my writing, they they started to to take shape in that song. Even though it's a really short song, it's a really sh simple song. I just I, I I I wrote it and I knew oh that's that's different. There's like something something different here, um, mm -hmm. and it and I and I think you know because of that, that's probably why I I you know since that day i've always approached writing from a really personal place like it's why i can only write things that i connect to because i just sort of found oh the way that i can write in a in a voice that feels really true to me is if i write from the point of view of a character but it's it's filtered through my own personal experiences and so starting to forget was like that that was the start of that for me Mm -hmm. Um, when I think of starting to forget, I think of this very early recording of it long before album, which, um, was generously gifted to me by your brother, Phil Iconis, after a holiday we celebrated together when he was like, you don't have a recording of my brother seeing your recital. And now I do. Um, but when I remember that, that album I'm thinking of, which is like starting to forget, and it's still in the same format as it is today on the album. Is that your senior undergrad recital or is that? Yeah. 
from grad school. So on that album, there's like, obviously like there's some black suit stuff and there's some other songs that are still kind of like in your oeuvre. Um, uh -huh. I would be curious to know, like after starting to forget, which we'll go back to, like, what do you think is like the third song that's on the album in terms of like chronological writing? Oh my gosh. It's the third song on the album would definitely be black suit stuff because I, yeah. and the Joey first is a punk rocker is in that senior recital. I think it was that. Yeah. So starting to forget, I wrote it was, yeah, it was my third year. And so at NYU undergrad at that time in the composition department, you did a, a junior recital and a senior recital. And so starting to forget was first performed in the junior recital. And then it was again in the senior recital with the addition of Joey's a Punk Rocker. So Joey's a Punk Rocker just celebrated its 20th anniversary. It was performed <laughs> for the first ever time, uh, May 2nd, 2003. Wow. See, I knew you'd remember. It was like, oh, I'm throwing this like dates thing at you, but you remembered. Um, I do. So this performance on the album is special because obviously Badia is one of your longest collaborators. You know, you started working with her in college. Um, but a lot of yes. the songs she sung Badia who was in Badia who was literally in my senior recital. <laughs> and junior Crazy. recitals. Badia was there. Badia was like literally there the first time yes, starting to forget was performed. And then do you remember years what later, she, sang it on my album. Did she, so she performed in both or she was there or do, what did she perform? Performed in both. Badia performed a song called Big Fat Ruby mm -hmm. at NYU, which uh, was a it was a story song and uh, it's a very simple song. It's the it's the kind of song that that I feel a little cringy about these days. But the hook was uh, it was a Big Fat Ruby in a little red dress. And it was about this woman who was large and wore a red dress. And at the time it felt very exciting. And then, um, and people in my family still talk about the song because they think it is the best thing I ever wrote. Uh, <laughs> but Padilla, Padilla sang that. Uh, but, and yes, and it took her 20 years to get to starting to forget, which was there. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, Badia has been in multiple shows of yours since then, but I'm um, starting to forget was not a song she had sung before the album, right? So how did that come about? It it wasn't. And, you know, and Badia, like, she, she sung a bunch of songs of mine and, you know, and she's on Things to Ruin and, uh, and you know, album was recorded uh, a year after we recorded Broadway Bounty Hunter, um, which Badia is on and and sings Woman of a Certain Age, amongst many other songs. And, you know, Badia is like a huge vocal presence on that album. And so for, you know, and in, in sort of like finding a song on this album, 
I I was thinking about a whole bunch of things as I was kind of sifting through of like, you know, like the humans I wanted on the on the record and 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 the songs I wanted on the record and where the overlap was. And and because Badia is such like an, a galvanizing, electrifying performer, and because she's such a incredible sort of high energy performer and such an incredible comic performer, I was kind of, you know, thinking what, you know, what what comedic or, you know, or big bombastic song could she do? And then I kind of stumbled on this 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 idea of her singing starting to forget, which is the complete opposite from the sort of stuff I normally have her sing. And I I I just felt like, oh, this is there's something there's something that feels correct about this. Um, you know, because in addition to all of the huge stuff that she does, she had, she really is a, an incredible interpreter of lyric. You know, she's one of those actors where when she sings something, you understand what she's saying always, always, always. Um, and and uh, I thought that it would it would connect with her. Uh, not long before we recorded the album, Bedia's dad, Al, um, uh, passed away, and um, and uh, he was such a great man. And I, you know, I've I've known Bedia's whole family for a very long time. And uh, and her father, you know, loved her so much. Her father came to every single show that she did, came to so many of my shows. And so the day we recorded, um, it it was a day where, you know, I hadn't seen Badia in quite some time. And she was coming to record this song. And my aunts, uh, who are, um, you know, the greatest, the greatest women, uh, Ro and Sherry, literally both have license plates on their cars that are be more chill vanity plates um they came to visit the recording session you know they it was like the one day out of you know whatever like 14 15 days that they were like oh we're gonna come to the city and and we just want to see the album recorded um so they came in to visit that day Badia was there Badia has known them for years and years and years and um and she recorded this song which she so you know closely associated with her father who had passed away and it was really one of the most like you know moving the times i've ever you know spent <laughs> professionally or personally and it really felt like oh you know it, it felt like all the stuff we talk about about how this this thing that we do is a family and it's more than just, you know, some people like getting together and singing some songs. And it's more than just like some actors who are thrown together rehearsing a show. It really is like it's a it's a it's like a it's a life's work, you know, and the human beings who are part of it are are, you know, they're more than important. They're like the reason that it all exists. And so, you know, being in the studio with Badia singing the song and and crying with her and then having my aunts there who you know, are also crying and like hugging Badia as she's singing. It was just something that felt so surreal and felt like, oh, this, it, it felt important. And it felt like, oh, yeah, this, um, this is, this is all for, you know, a reason. It's like the, this, this thing that we do, it's, it's, um, it's really, you know, worth the damn and, and it means something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so beautiful when she was recording it and then i remember i had to like step out to take a work phone call and like when i came back i was just like everyone was coming out of the studio sobbing it was just like a wall of people crying it's like so i'm glad i got to hear the full story about that yeah 
Yeah, and you know, Badia, like she, she's just the greatest. Um, but you know, and it was something we never before I gave her the song. I never, I never said like, oh, here's the song, which I think you'll enjoy, you know, because it relates to your your father. Um, and she never said anything. And but then, you know, being in the studio, it was just so clear what was going on. And uh, and and she, I remember her saying like, I really needed to sing that song, and uh, I'm. I'm so thankful that um, that we're in each other's lives because it's like without even saying the words, sometimes we just know what the other one needs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Padilla yeah. Farah, no one better. Padilla Farah, the absolute greatest. I think I'm starting to forget his voice. Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.